And uh, tonight I'm going to complete a task I already told you about a couple of weeks ago. I remember more than that. I guess the last time I spoke, I promised to, to uh, pastor ask me, would you be willing to tell about the steel square, framing square? You ought to, ought to do that here. So everybody hears about it. Okay. All right. All right. And so I'm keeping the promise. We're going to talk about the square. Uh, this is a square right here. As you know, um, Lucille and I spent a good time of our lives uh, going all over the countryside, not wandering, but going from place to place and building churches. And uh, we had a great time doing that. And uh, uh, actually it was 40, 42 years of ministry. And then, of course, before that, I pastored two churches in the upstate New York area. But uh, over the years, in trying to raise support, we always had these little sermon things or sermonette things we put together on deputation. So uh, no matter what they wanted us to do, we'd be ready to do most anything. Uh, on one occasion, they asked me to, to uh, have Sunday school class. And uh, the church was going to have an all-day thing with missionary conference. And somebody else preached for Sunday morning, but I had an afternoon session, and then a session about five o'clock, and then an evening session. So uh, by the end of the day, uh, I was tired. But about 4.30, our three girls, who were teenagers then, uh, all got silly, and they headed for the restroom and started laugh, 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 laughing. You know, they were just giggling. So, because they were just tired, you know, tired out. Our three girls often spent much of our t their time with us as we traveled and uh, spoke and uh, when we went to Alaska two summers they went with us and uh, uh, oft times they'll bring up now and then a, a, a scene that refreshes my memory you know oh yes I remember that and uh, so that's uh, how this came about this little message here not all of it I've added to it for tonight uh, I had a little short version at our men's uh, breakfast one time, some time back. Well, before we begin, show a word of prayer. Father God, how thankful we are to have so many people pray for us and so many people concerned about our ministry in the past and they could still see us and they write to us and they have we have phone calls with thanksgiving and joy and delight as we did today even. And we thank you, Lord, that thou gave us this wonderful opportunity of being used of you. And so tonight, as we come, we come with uh, that our hearts might be open and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And as he directs us through this, um, we know what we want to do, but sometimes we need to be diverted elsewhere. So we ask his leading and guidance in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's talk about the framing square, shall we? This is kind of an elementary type of thing. Uh, it is called a framing square, okay? It's not a little tiny triangle thing. It's not a speed square, a little plastic thing you can buy in the store. But a good share of the information is on both sides. There's writing on this. You can't see it from probably down there. There's writing, a little numbers and words on this. If you want to come and look at it later, you may do so. 
I don't try to keep this all polished every day because my hands are wet and dirty and it might have had it out in the rain and it gets dirty and somebody, you know, it falls on the ground or in the mud or whatever. I never use it for prying anything because it might make it out of square. But here it is. This has a, a wealth of information uh, on this. So uh, I'll, I'll show you some of that information as, information as we go along here. But the square. If I hide this square back here, is it still 90 degree angle? If I take it to Alaska, still the same? If I never use it from, from now until I die, which I don't know when that's be, will it still be the same? Still the same. Still 90 degree angle, 90 degree angle, 90 degree angle. It doesn't change, and that's why I use it, because it's always there. Even if I bump it a little bit, it doesn't change. doesn't change. That's why it's made out of steel. You cannot bend it. You can't twist it. It's always 90 degrees. It's always true. It's always true to itself. Remember that. Right down in the, the little corner of your brain, your mind. It's always the same. We'll come back to that idea somewhere in the message concerning that. Most of the time we use this just, just to, you know, square off a board, you know, especially if it's long, wider than two or three inches, we get that little speed square or the combination square or adjustable square, we use it on that. So some of you men don't know what I mean, you know, that sli slide square. But when you go up about 12 inches, you can't quite reach it, or 16, this is 16 here, and this is 24. And so you mark it off and then you cut it and then mark it on and so on and so forth. So, that's a, generally speaking, that's what we use it for. But, you know, it's also used for for uh, building rafters, uh, cutting rafters, and so on. Now, before we get into the rafter business, uh, I know this is a piece of paper, and some of you can read what the, num the, the numbers are down here. What is that number? Got good eyesight? Can't see it. Okay. All right. This is square here, okay? Now, in geometry, how many took math in high school? Okay, okay, you know what I'm going to say now, all right? A, a right triangle uh, has three sides. This side, and this side, and this side. What's this side called? Hypotenuse. Okay, that's how it is. It's H-Y-P-O, uh, whatever, T-E-N-U-S-E. Partners. I think that's right. Yeah. Uh, it's opposite from this, tri this angle here. It's always opposite from there. All right. Now, if I should give you 5 here and 12 here, then I, can know, I know what this is. Okay. It's, you take and multiply this by itself. 5 times 5 is 25. All right. 12 times 12 is 144. Now add those two figures together for me, will you please? What's the answer? 169. What's the square root of 169? 13. Okay. Now, that information is always true. Now, if you get a square like this, you know, it's kind of odd shaped. Okay. Is this true for this square? Yes, it is. You know, no matter what we do, 
We can still find out. We have 11 here and I have 14 here. And it's about 17.8 down through here. I already figured that out for you. So no matter what it is. By the way, man didn't discover, man didn't make this up. Man didn't just all of a sudden decide that he squares this is what we're going to do. No, it's always been. It's something that man discovered. See, it's always been this way. The hypotenuse of a right triangle always is that way. And uh, it doesn't change. So, I want to just go over that a little bit with you so you know what I'm doing here. Okay. All right. Now, <clears throat> I have a building. And uh, this building is uh, going to have to have some rafters. And so you can visualize this is a ceiling here and this is a rafter. It could be any pitch you wanted from here all the way up through. Most generally pitches today are to go by the number on the outside here. Usually starting no less than three and going on up. And if it gets hot, hot, uh, steeper than that, like the steeple on the church, then we do it like this. And still it comes out the same. All right? So, 512 pitch, right there. 512 pitch, right, right there. Just like I had a few minutes ago. 512 pitch, that's a pitch right there. That's average, what most houses are. Could be 612 pitch, could be seven. Uh, but that's generally uh, what we have used. I had some other helps here. Okay, so we take our square. Can you can you see this? My uh, okay. Can you see this? Okay. This is the outside wall. This is up in the center. Okay, and so we it actually gets the exact true five and twelve. See five and twelve. There's the, there's the pitch at the peak. So you could have got it all right there. You can lay it right down here and cut it. And over here, and you can mark this right here and cut it. You can measure from uh, this point down through here, and you'll be able, <coughs> be able to get that. Okay. I have another sheet here. You can't see this one. You almost... Okay. If my building is 14 feet, or 28 feet wide... And then 14 feet to the center, and this is what you have. Can you, can you see that at all? No, I didn't think so. I, ha I had a uh, Matt put them on, this, on a uh, CD, and it didn't, didn't work out, our guess is so. But anyways, and so it's very easy to do. You can take the measurement and measure it right on the sawhorse, and okay, this is right, and cut it, and there, and hand it up to the guys on the roof. They'll put one on this side and one on that side, and they'll fit. Now, there's some other issues you have to deal with. You have to subtract at the peak if you have a ridge pole or ridge board, however thickness that is. If it's an inch and a half thick, like a two by eight at the peak, that these butt two, you must subtract three quarters from each one. Okay, and it's directly at right angles with the, with the peak cut. Okay. Now we also use a square if we're doing something else. What do I use a square for? In when I have a two-story house. You can see that, can't you? This, this, piece, this, this stairs here, there's stringers. It, it, it's real wood, can't you tell? There, see the grain? 
Okay, all right. <laughs> See, I took a draft in high school, so I did do this kind of thing. All right. Uh, normally, normally it's, it's uh, rough. Rough cut is or basement stairs is ten by seven and a half. No more than seven and a half. And pitch on that side because if otherwise it's too steep. Uh, especially us older folks who can't pick our feet up quite high enough. So, okay, so. Remember that the nosing of the treads sticks out beyond the 10 inches, some most likely another inch and a half or inch and a quarter or thereabouts. So there's other things that deal with that too as well. So you see how useful this, this tool is? And of course, if I want to know, see quickly, I don't want to multiply this 5 times 5 and 12 by 12 and all that. I can just look down here, it says 5, okay, it's 13, okay? I go up here at 10, it's 15. If it's ten, uh, 12 by 10, it's 15 and 0.65. It's all on this. The cut length of the common rafter per foot of run. Or the hip in the valley. And the difference between each jack. You know what a jack is? It comes up, butts to the hip, it goes down. Here's the peak of the roof, and here's the thing going down like that on an angle, and another one going down like that. There's the outside wall and the outside wall. And so th this is the hip, and these are jacks, jack rafters. And uh, so it's interesting, and we learned this over the period of time, and uh, the Lord has been good to us to use that information. So, so I have a book that's this thick called The Steel Square, and... Oft times we uh, check on some things in that book. We forgot how to do this. The teal square, uh, the Fremy square is durable. Will last forever, almost forever. One other thing about the steel square, I must remind you, I keep reminding myself, and uh, what is it class? You know what I think about it? You know anything about the shape? A, B, C, D, E, F, L. Oh, okay, I get around. I do that all the time, you know. Okay. L. L. I often thought of the things that this steel framing, the framing square represents. It represents trueness, always right angles, always true, always faithful, never changes, filled with information, durable. And so I think of one or several things. The symbol itself, the letter L, the law of the Lord is true. It never changes. It never changes. I'm going to read just a few verses, and this probably are the verses I talked about when I talked about the level or the uh, plumb line. But I'm just going to read them for you to remind you that the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is pure. Enlightening the eyes. 
The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. And I read the, you need to read verse 10 of this. This is chapter, this is Psalm 19. There's a, there's a chorus uh, that my girls used to sing about these, these verses here. And I haven't been able to find the music. But uh, it's a good chorus to, huh? Yeah, yeah, okay, all right, good. And this is the chorus. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey, than the honeycomb. Uh, and more by them are their servant worn. In keeping of them there is great reward. And uh, so it's important for us to think what the psalm is saying. The law of the Lord, the statutes of the Lord, they are what God wants us. Follow these things. Then I remember that every part of the framing square represented, I, I told you, is seen here in this, these verses. I, I've often thought about the Lord himself. He is always the same. He doesn't change. Here's some verses. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. Malachi 3, 6. I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, the sons of Jacob are not consumed. James 1, 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, of whom there is no variableness or shadow of class turning. That's the variableness or shadow like a like an eclipse. I think that's common commentary says not like the eclipse. No shadow of turning. It's always true, always seen there. Yes. The Lord is that. Trust in one who does not change. Trust in one who is always there. Trust in one you can depend on. Can you depend on man? Once in a while, I have people I can trust in. Uh, they say they're going to do this, this for me, and so, lo and behold, they always carry the promise out. See? Uh, uh, I trust I've done, I've done that. I could tell you several stories, but I don't have time tonight. It might go on for several hours. But here, the, the, the square, the framing square also represents something else. Brother Smith shared a little bit about this morning. What, what did he talk about? L I G H T. Light. Light. Oh my, uh, I have to go to Matthew chapter 5, isn't this strange? I had this all prepared, and when he did that, I said, oh my, I hope he don't take all my sermon. So, let me just read a, a few things here in verses 14, 15, and 16. Ye are the light of the world, the city that is set upon a hill, cannot be hid. 
Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick to give light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glory your Father, your Father which is in heaven. That was a good sermon this morning. I thank you. We need to be admonished and uh, take note of these things. Uh, so, uh, it's important. Let me backtrack just a little bit and remind you that even in 1 John chapter 1, in verse 5, God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You know, darkness represents sin. Light represents holiness. Ephesians 5, 8. Uh, I think I got the wrong reference, but anyhow. For ye were sometimes d darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. First Thessalonians 5, 5. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of the darkness. How wonderful to know that. Uh, what a contrast. I, I heard a preacher on the TV this morning. I was just kind of resting on listening. And... Uh, he said, how often if you stand up in the middle of a crowd and, and say you're a Christian, that you might be bullied or thrown out. Huh? Yeah, we're different. We're light. We're not like the rest of the world, the world of the darkness. Darkness keeps going down, 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 right? That's why we have evil, 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 evil. So we need to stand up and count it for Christ. One other thing. And tonight, all these L's. There's one other big thing in the Bible that God talks about. And in the L, it says love. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 Talks about God's love. In the Greek, it's a word called agape. Fleshly love is phileo. Uh, Philadelphia is named after phileo. I'm moving all the all of sin here. Probably could take this off the tape, not talk about it. And but I, I guarantee, if you went to Philadelphia, would you say it was a, a city of brotherly love? He'd probably come back and say it was a, a city of brotherly shove. Right? <laughs> so that's, that's the way it is. God's love. Agape. Let's, I, I trust you opened up the Second Corinthians chapter, chapter 13. And just, I'm going to read down through this. Because I think it's important. Here, in this chapter, he gives a definition of what love is. The agape love. He paints a picture of what it looks like. Though I speak with angels, uh, speak of tongues of men and angels, and have, have not God's love, I am become a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not gape, I am nothing. Though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give all, uh, give my body to be burned, 
and have not God's love, it profit me to nothing. Now here we go. God's love suffers long. God's love is kind. God's love envieth not. God's love vaunteth not itself. God's love is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, out of place, seeketh not her own, is not easy provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. I'm going to take a breather right there. Stop a minute. I'm already, <clears throat> if this was dessert, I'd be, a, you know, a fool at this point. So much here in these verses. Verses. We're only to verse 6 now. God's love beareth all things. God's love believeth all things. God's love hopeth all things, endureth all things. God's love never faileth. But where there is prophecies, they shall fail. Where there be tongues, they shall cease. Where there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, that is right now, that's all we do know. We don't know everything. And we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, when I became a tour, I put away childish things. For now we see through glass darkly. It's like looking into a, a shiny piece of, of uh, brass. Then face to face, now I know in part, but now when I shall know, even as I am known. Now abideth faith, hope, and God's love. Agape. Notice what it says next. These three, but the greatest of all these is God's love. How important that is. My one prayer as I became older, as if I have arrived already at that location, uh, I've been gradually climbing the, st the stairs, and it seemed like it's not seven and a half inches, it's more like that turned the square around, and it's ten. I realize more and more important for me to be a person that is expressed here in this 13th chapter. Who would like an ugly, mean old man to deal with? And my prayer is I can do this. I can bring praise to the Savior because I have God's love inside. I used to be selfish. I used to be mean. I mean, bossy. <laughs> and if you have a bunch of volunteers, maybe you need to be. But, no, I've discovered that life is more than just getting the work done. It's working with people and finding joy and delight. And looking back over the day and over the month and over the years and say, I thank God you kept my mouth he kept my heart in tune with you, God. Love is not proud. Not seeketh his own. 
and that's certainly important for us as believers in Christ, to demonstrate the agape love that God gave to us and wants to give to us and to give to the world. We're just going to pass it on. What a joy and delight. If I could come to the end of my life and people would say, he was like Christ. God's love. Is that your prayer? Father, these words from your scripture is penetrating. It is certainly challenging. It is certainly what you want us to do. That's why you put us here. Your love is expression of your goodness. It is a commitment to do uh, what is best for the object of love, regardless of the pain or cost that may be involved. It is eternal, sacrificial, and unconditional. We love you, our Father, for allowing us to enjoy just a little glimpse of what you want to do. And we love you. We're looking forward to seeing you face to face. In Jesus' name. Amen.